Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to another episode of the Prog Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And as always, before we jump into today's topic and welcome today's guest, don't forget to get us a cup of coffee or get yourself a nice cup or anything else from our merch store. Helps us out a lot and uh, enables us to continue what we're doing. And now uh, calling from the United States is Andrew Stout from the band Apron Bound. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, man. Not going to lie. Just woke up about an hour or so ago and got ready for this and then get ready to do an evening shift Ubering, driving a bunch of drunk people and pouring myself out for the project. <laughs> the project, meaning Apper and Bound, a new... Meaning Appear on Bound, meaning Like and Throne Now, meaning <laughs> just got to get my bread, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Appear on Bound is a very new progressive metal band. And uh, you guys put out your first album, your debut album, Multiplicity, back in August, on August 26th, through Layered Reality Productions. And um, yeah, because it's a debut album, I think there's still a lot of uh, people out there in the scene that uh, may, might not have heard about the band, the project, Apparenbaum. Maybe you can introduce the band uh, quickly. How 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 was the... how was the inception of of uh, the the conception the, co the conception not the inception, the, so the conception the, of the event so the official conception of a Puron started around 2018 back when i was getting more involved in the local music scene here in florida i was in another band called the morning and just did some talking with some people and it's just years of writing material that you try pitching to other projects that you take a part of and you realize that there's so much going on. It's It may or may not fit a particular project or whatever may come with that. So I figured I'd take it in my own hands and I hooked up with John Galloway, who was really good friends with Jason, the former drummer of Morning. And it's just been a process. And some of those songs have actually been around long before the conception of a Puron. So it's Part, it's partially therapeutic to finally get that music out there with the right team and the right people. And then it's just been the last two years in the studio, just recording, hiring a bunch of musicians, getting Michael Calza to do the vocals and lyrics and just all that other stuff. And then 2020 was actually going to be the earliest year that we released, but we all know what happened with 2020. And then we were hoping 2021 and, we all know what happened with that. So <laughs> why not take these next two years and build up the marketing? Recording is cheaper than ever nowadays. And there's so many things you can do that save a bunch of money and time with the recording and other aspects of music. So this gave us an opportunity to build a lineup as well as get four music videos and just try to do things in an epic introduction type of way. We might not see a return on for a good little while, but hey, the music <laughs> videos would be out there forever. and. We just want to represent ourselves and the songs and everything between the best way that we possibly can. And yeah, <laughs> that's the short end of it. <laughs> yeah, well, those two years, they don't really exist there. They're, they're null and void. 
It, it really yes. took two years. It didn't take four years to build it. It took two years to build the project. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short end of it, but yeah. Um. So yeah, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the music. As I think, um, the music of um, how do you pronounce it? Apiron. Uh, there's a couple different ways of pronouncing it. There's Apiron, or if you want to be authentic to the Greeks, you try to roll the R's the best that you can. You could say it like Apiron or Apiron. The one pronunciation that people seem to really latch on to is Apiron or Apirion. They switch out the I's and R's out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> the spelling is right there, guys. Think of it like peer. Or, or it, like, if there's there's a much easier way to think about that, too. But that's my fault for picking out a name. That's not that common to pronounce. But the best way to think about that is think of two separate words, appear and on. And the way that that name came about was we wanted a name that was kind of a juxtaposition that's something that represented light and dark something akin to the whole yin yang philosophy and tried out a couple different names and there were names that were already taken and i didn't want to fight copyrights to get the names for the bands had a peer on in mind that was one of them but then found out that there's a tech death metal band from germany called that so that's out of the window right there so <laughs> we thought of adding another word and wanted to go with the contrasting idea so appear on being greek for limitless boundless and then bound being confined so you can think of it as boundless bound or infinite bound which infinite bound might be a good power metal name for anyone watching this and, <laughs> and that's similar yeah but uh, there's uh, it's not only power metal on Multiplicity. There's a lot of different influences, and I think it's uh, the 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 album title is pretty fitting, as there's so many different genres crammed together. Musical schizophrenia, controlled chaos, <laughs> organized chaos. <laughs> yeah, well, organized chaos is is a band, and it's uh, they're an awesome band, Vladimir. Vladimir Lodich. I actually heard from from David Maximichich's projects going back as far back as the Belo albums. Belo 2 was actually my introduction to Vladimir, and then that got me into organized chaos and just got me diving deeper into that side of that niche of progressive metal. Yes, there we go. That's an that's an amazing album right there. <laughs> and the 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 booklet is so thick with a lot of artwork stuff and Vladimir is not only an amazing singer but an amazing uh, artist doing art oh, absolutely <laughs> a bunch of paintings and sketches and that was something I didn't know about until recently I knew he was a fantastic vocalist already and then finding out that he actually writes guitar parts and other instrumental parts and then finding out that he does painting that's a hell of a talent man. Shout out to Vladi. Um, let's go back to multiplicity. Um, it is actually a little bit like this, um, but also uh, another band that came to my mind was uh, Loch Vostok from Sweden. Um, as in the, they do have some more melodic and almost power metalish parts, um, but, but, there's also a lot of extreme stuff going on. Mm, so yeah, where, where do you draw, draw your influences from and, and how do you come up with this mash of 
crazy well, things. Some of, well, some of it has to do with the fact that some of these songs span as far back as 2011, 2012, like Thought, Memory, and Firmament. I wrote both of those songs in 2012 and did very minimal updates on that. Astroflexion and part of a Luther Mania are 2011, 2012 ideas. And so, actually, the newest track we have is uh, technically is Absent and Emotive. That's 2015, 2016. That's just building a catalog of so hundreds of different song ideas throughout time and then collecting them to make sure that we get something for an album release. And as far as where I draw my influences overall, it goes back to my timeline of getting into music all the way from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video games when I was getting into the hardcore punk and metal stuff, as well as the old school rap going all the way into the if the abyss that is the musical catalog so you get more into thrash you get more into mellow death you get more into speed metal power metal and then as you go into the musical void even more you get more into the progressive stuff which around high school for me was when my guitar teacher was getting me more into jazz theory getting me into rush and dream theater and all these other different bands then i wanted to be just as progressive and every song had to be progressive every song had to have crazy guitar parts every song had to be fucking eight to ten minute fucking epics <laughs> and you're just getting deeper and deeper into the songwriting process that way and just drawing these different influences over time and then it's just a matter of you're wanting to tell a story and video game soundtracks too aside from the tony hawk pro skater series i got into zelda assassin's creed the elder scrolls french franchise and just the way that they write the music to tell a story and it's nice having the verse chorus verse chorus formula for songs they have their place but somewhere down the line i want to say a little more with that and find a way to blend in the musical aspect which you get with bands like chimps banner animals as leaders on the instrumental side of things try to find a way to marry that with the vocals and that's where mike comes in and he's very theatrical with the way that he writes his lyrics and his vocal delivery and just wanted to find a way to do something that we were proud of. And <laughs> it's also a mood thing for us too. I think we just, some days we're feeling really extreme. Some days we want to get a little fusiony. Some days we want to get a little more melodic. It's musical schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. Now that the album is out for, for quite a bit, um, how, how would you um, look back on the first uh, couple of months with the album out in the wild? Um, How was that? The, 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 the initial reception. Out, <laughs> being out in the wild, being a nine-month-old public band, I feel like the reception overall has been really supportive and positive, especially among our niche. And I'm more than happy to see all the support. And then, of course, you get people that don't know what to really expect. Like when you're getting into bands like Dream Theater, Opeth, Old Metallica, those bands, you already know that they're going to get a little crazy. Then you get into newer bands. Subconsciously, I think we get into this mindset that we listen to music a certain way more than we would with Opeth or Dream Theater, if that makes any sense. Like we expect more of a formulaic delivery. We expect a band to do certain things that are a little more common, but then you get hit with the curveballs and that surprises <laughs> people in good ways. That surprises people in not so good ways. But overall, you're just here to make art. You're <laughs> telling your story whatever the story that may be with the music and you're here to learn and let live and all that good stuff and speaking speaking of speaking of curveballs and art and all that i mean uh, just the other week we we premiered a new 
music video for the song Absent Familiarity, um, which was a huge production. And um, yeah, yeah how, how did you guys manage to pull that off? Being well, fresh and fresh and baby faced and all <laughs> as, as a band. <laughs> well, I met the director Chance from White Flame Studios back in 2017, back when me and John Pyers from Threats of Fate, who also did a, an appearance on Thought and Memory with the warm pads and piano work. He and I did some extra acting work for a music video for a project called We Are Sentinels for the music video Kingdom of Winter. And that's the project with Jonah Pyramids and Matt Barlow. And they needed some actors. And I saw the work that Chance was doing with all that and getting to know him and getting to know everyone on the set and trying to be the guy that's trying to build myself, build a relationship with the guy and love the work that he's done. And then around 2019, right when we were getting done with the album recordings and masterings and everything like that, I knew that this song, Absent Familiarity, needed to be a masterpiece in my own personal view of a masterpiece for music video. I knew there's something special with that particular track based off the stories of narcissism and delusion of grandeur and the stuff that we've seen in our live experiences, Michael and I, with people doing the delusions of grandeur and narcissism. We wanted to showcase that in a way that's not just a band performing and not just a couple story shots. No, we wanted to go crazy <laughs> with the story. And it wasn't even going to be as crazy as it was. It was going to be a studio shoot with a couple different rooms. And Chance found a way to hook up with the guy, Happy Mac. He was also doing a rap music video shoot that same day. And that actually came about the very last minute around May 2021. And that's just there's just a lot of talking a lot of planning a lot of reschedulings due to global epidemics a lot of projects that have to take priority in order to get things rolling and that video in itself was literally three years in the making and that's just us wanting to make sure we could put out the best music video that we could and if that wasn't enough my other guitar player phil couldn't make that particular shoot due to work obligations and personal circumstances that came to be and I was scrambling to make sure that you see Stevie in the music video headbanging out of place while everyone else is just normal playing their instruments and normal movements for a prog metal band that's doing technical stuff. And then you have Stevie headbanging and doing the showmaning stuff. And we figured that'd be a great way to showcase that delusions of grandeur. So that's where you see the film cut between the warehouse shoot, which now the warehouse shots themselves were shot on the same day as the emotive servitude music video. That was a 16 hour day in and itself, but yeah, story, story wise, we went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely did. Don't, don't, don't forget to, to check out all those videos. Uh, you guys out there also, uh, speaking of emotive servitude, that was the very first single you put out, right? Yes. Um, how, how, how did that feel? And that after that after was, such a long time coming, like that that felt amazing overall. And Lightwave Media, Lightwave Studios, that's another great team that put that video together. And that was actually the last video that we did. It, it's kind of funny. That's the first video that's public, but that's the last video that we put together and how that all comes together. And they were there when we needed that extra footage to incorporate our other guitar player fill into the process. So 
Great team of people overall. The video for Emotive Servitude, I believe, showcases the perfect representation of emotional manipulation. And you're kind of going through a time warp as well. You're going through Germany, you're going through Russia, you're going through the United States, you're going through corporatism, you're going through Peter Popov, you're going through evangelical religious. You're showcasing a timeline of history to showcase the representation of these different institutes and these people abusing their authority to pull on the heartstrings of people to do what they want and i believe the way that they put that video together and our vision for the lyrics everything just came fantastic and i know it'll be something that has an impact for years to come hopefully (laughs) yeah great great I, i think um your album launch campaign um as a whole with the videos and kind of the the I don't know how to put it. The the I I, I had from from the very beginning when I, when I first heard about the project, I I I I I got the feeling you you guys mean business. You 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 want to do it right. You want to you 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 put your everything in there. And I mean the the second uh, video of my sweet Stockholm was done by Costin Churano, uh, one of the most in demand uh, um, artists for for. Uh, animated music videos right now so right, that that was probably also a um i mean he's he's the go-to guy for metal videos these days but but oh, yeah. uh, I, i mean he did he did all the for all, for all the big metal uh, bands uh opeth mm, uh, so on you name it um opeth, carcass at the gates and he even does some film <laughs> The lesser known stuff is that he also does a little bit of film work as well and does film work and he uh, he's also a musician so he understands the demand for not only great animations but he understands the music and how the music flows with the storytelling and for my sweet stockholm and for the visualizer that he did for the record but for my sweet stockholm more specifically i knew just like for the other videos i wanted to tell a story in some way whether we're incorporating band performances for some of it or whether we're incorporating just visual visuals like what we did for stockholm and a luthermania i didn't want to just have a generic band performance video with a couple story shots i wanted something that would mean something especially for a subject matter like stockholm syndrome and coming from domestic abuse situations or how any sort of situation where abuse of power is taking hold you got to in my personal opinion, you got to represent that in a way that's impactful, that tells a story, that's something that can relate to a wide number of people. Even if they don't get the music 100%, they can tell that there's a lot that's being put into the story elements and the visuals. And Costin, not only is he a talent, he's one of the nicest people that I've worked with thus far in the industry, and he gets it. He totally gets it. He puts us all into the animations and the story when he's diving deep and creating the videos and that's definitely a guy that everyone should be seeking to work with if they want to get serious with the animations yeah um i i i think like around two years ago i had a little bit of an overkill i i, I had the feeling every second metal video came from him but but yeah i kind of abstained from from watching too much music videos for a while and now I'm my eyes are fresh again and I'm I'm I think I'm I'm ready for more costing stuff now. <laughs> oh we all 
just like anything, just like anything, too much of a good thing could just be draining after a while. So take a break. Too much metal music, you just get tired of it. Too much pop music, you get bored of that formula. Too much jazz, you get too bored or get too crazed with all the freeform craziness going on tonight. We all need a break from things that we love every once in a while in order to build that bond again. Um yeah, I, I in the in the in the last couple of years, um actually yeah, six it's been six years already. I think 2016 was kind of the turning point for me that I also started to dive into more extreme metal, um, which I didn't prior to that. Um and uh, yeah, every now and then there's like phases where I'm gonna listen to to a lot of extreme stuff and um yeah, then suddenly was it 2020 when when out of the blue for me the my album of the year is Woodkids S16. <laughs> so that nice. is something completely different. Um so yeah, it happens. It happens and it, and it, 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 it it's cool that it happens because yeah, otherwise it's just like wearing wearing itself out, right? <laughs> and like I've been getting more into electronic music recently. Varian is one. My vocalist Michael got me into Gunship a couple years back. At this '80s influenced modern electronic project where they got the guy from Lost Boys to do saxophone for Dark All Day. He showed me the animation for that video, and that just drew me in more into electronic music, which I was getting into before, but not to the extent that I've been getting into it the last couple of years. You get Cell Dweller, which incorporate more metal influences scandroid and i already mentioned barry and you just dive deeper into the rabbit hole when you get into these certain phases and as time goes on as you live more life experiences you get more flavors and like you getting into more extreme metal over the last six years you're adding more to your life experiences you're adding more and to the <laughs> I, I don't i don't know the exact wording to phrase a couple of these things but you're adding more vibrant colors to your life if that makes any sense you're adding yeah, more mood. Yeah. You're adding more. You, know, you can't have the same. It's like having the same foods 365 days out of the year. You get bored out. Of, you get bored after a couple days of having the same food, having the same drinks, having the same activities, having the same same schedule and same this, that, and the other. We gotta have a little bit of spice, a little bit yeah. of variety, a little bit of variety. <laughs> a little bit of spice in your life. It's nice. Indeed. Indeed. Um yeah so with the album out and 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 the really professional uh album launch campaign now more or less complete I I don't know uh how it looks from your end um at least what this uh as far as the 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 album itself and a couple of singles and the videos is, uh, are concerned. Um, yeah, how's how's uh, how's it looking for immediate uh, immediate plans in the future with playing live and all well, that? We, we definitely have plans to do live shows around 2023. We want to make sure that lighting light, lighting's good. You got to make sure that in-ear monitors we definitely need in-ear monitor systems and computers sorry eddie trunk we <laughs> modern day musicians need that whether you're a niche crazy schizophrenic prog band like us or you're ronnie radke there's a lot of bands that need that if they want to put on 
live shows with amazing lighting and in-ear monitors to keep in time like you need that but uh, yeah it's just one of those things that we want to make sure that we don't we don't have half that either whether we're doing a local show whether we get some opening slots whether we start doing some more regional tours next year in between all that we're also in the process of writing a couple albums worth of material as well. A couple and, of albums worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ideas, old and new, that I've just collected over the years. And then there's been there's new breath being breathed into some of the stuff. There's some stuff that's being written from scratch as more of a unit now. Since the project literally started off as me and Michael and still came into the fold a little bit later, but trying to find a way to refine our sound more and more and take the learning experiences from what we've learned from this album campaign. How do we apply that to the compositions for future releases while at the same time, maintaining our musical identity and keep refining that. So it doesn't feel stale after a couple of releases, just finding ways to try to put ourselves out there and share our art and find ways for people to hopefully relate to the themes of the music and everything else in between. And just taking a, just taking a jump, just taking a risk. If you're a musician, you're taking a risk already, especially if you're in a niche of progressive metal. So <laughs> you better give it your all. <laughs> That's a sound advice right there from Andrew Stout. And your album, Multiplicity, is out since uh, August 26th from the band Appear and Bound. Um, you guys out there should check out the album and to keep up to date what Appear and Bound is up to. Don't forget to like and subscribe to all their all their channels and stuff. You're gonna find the links everywhere, everywhere here. I don't know, or in the description. You will find them, and our links as well for the prog space. If you wanna uh, keep up to date, uh, also with other prog bands, um, you can do that there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Andrew, for taking the time. Uh, it's been a fun talk. Um, you guys are there. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones and keep spreading that prog love. The Prog Talks, produced by the Prog Space. <laughs>